0: Good morning friends. I um, just want to welcome you this morning to Cedar Mill Bible Church. My name is Bethany and I am the pastor to women and this is my amazing wonderful <laughs> handsome husband and executive pastor Paul. Um, this morning we are in a three uh, part mini series titled The Good Shepherd." This is our second week, and I just want to go ahead and invite you to just open your Bible with me uh, to Psalm 23. Last week, uh, Pastor Ashley unpacked the first three mm-hmm. verses for us, one through awesome. three. And then today we're going to finish the psalm uh, four through six. And then next week, our dear friend and beloved elder Donnie um, is going to preach out of John 10. Awesome. Beautiful. Now, Psalm 23 is probably the most loved chapter of the Bible mm-hmm. and definitely the most famous poem mm-hmm. of all time. But before we dive in and read that together, um, I just want to take a moment to pray with us this morning. Father, we just uh, come to you this morning um, ready to listen and ready to hear from your word. Hear from your spirit, Lord, what it is that you want to speak to each one of us individually, Lord. Um, We just invite you. Just have your way in us, God. Just change us, transform us, challenge us. And Lord, ultimately, we just want to be more like you. Thank you for loving us and for calling us your children. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So Psalm 23. I memorized this when I was in fifth grade. Um, The Lord is my shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Mm. My cup overflows. Mm. Surely goodness and mercy Mm. shall follow me all Mm. the days of my life. And I shall dwell Mm. in the house of the Lord forever.
1: Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Friends, Scripture is filled with metaphors and pictures of God um, to help us understand His character his power, and his love. So, for example, he is compared to a lion, an eagle, a lamb, the sun, Mm -hmm. a light, a fire, a fountain, a rock, a hiding place, a tower and a shield. Mm -hmm. He is called the creator, a bridegroom, a husband, a judge, a king, a man of war a builder and maker, a physician, and of course, a father. And yet there's something special about understanding God as our shepherd that communicates his compassion, Mm -hmm. his protection, and his guidance for us. And that is how he's described in Psalm 23. And it's important for us to note that Psalm 23 should be seen as Kind of like part of a trilogy of Psalms. Psalm 22, 23, and 24 are kind of meant to be understood together. In Psalm 22, we see our suffering King. In Psalm 24, we see our sovereign King. And in Psalm 23, we see our shepherd King. But most importantly, we should understand that it is our King Jesus who is being spoken of in each of these passages. He is the shepherd in Psalm 23.
0: I love that. Um, I, I, the image of Jesus as shepherd is just so tender, isn't He's it? So tender. Yeah. Uh, last week, uh, Pastor Ashley highlighted this truth from verses 1 through 3. Because Jesus is our shepherd we can have confidence that he will meet all of our needs. When we are his, we lack nothing. Isn't that incredible? We lack nothing as his sheep. And of course that doesn't mean that we will have everything we want in this life or even everything we think that we need. But what it does mean is that if we follow our good shepherd, if we are his sheep, we will never Never, never lack anything Hmm. that the good shepherd thinks and knows is good Hmm. for us. Hmm. Psalm 8411 reminds us, No good thing will he withhold from those who walk Hmm. uprightly. I also have to say that another highlight for me from last week's sermon was Shrek Hmm. the sheep. (laughs) Uh, If you missed last week, You need to go back and listen um, because I had Shrek's image in my mind all week. The sheep who wandered away from the flock for like six years. And then he was found with like 80 pounds of wool on him. And it was amazing. I actually did some research on him. And I think it was actually the 80 pounds of wool that kept him alive because the wolves couldn't attack him or kill him. Anyways, or the good shepherd, I'm sure, was what kept him alive. But let's move on. But in those first three verses, the sheep seems to be like bragging about the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall Mm. not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He Mm. leads me beside still or quiet waters. He restores my soul. Mm. But then we get to verse four Mm. and we begin to see like a difference in the way that the sheep is talking. Mm. So the sheep in verse four begins to talk not about the shepherd, but Mm -hmm. to the shepherd. Mm Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you mm-hmm. are with me. Your rod, your staff, they come for me. You prepare a table mm-hmm. before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm-hmm. It's you that anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that interesting that, you know, when things are calm and those first three verses or when things mm-hmm. are going well, Mm-hmm. We see the sheep here refer to God in third person. Mm. But then when things take a turn in verse four and they get hard and painful Mm. and the sheep is walking Mm. through the valley of the shadow of death, we see the psalmist switch to more personal language. Mm. You are with me. Your rod, your staff, you prepare, Mm. you anoint. Mm. And that's so true, isn't it? When um, things are difficult in our lives, they're painful. We need our Good Mm. Shepherd close. Mm. We need our personal, relational God. It gets personal Mm. in those moments. And King David, who wrote most of the Psalms and also wrote this one, Psalm 23, was no stranger to the dark valleys. Mm. And when he wrote this psalm, he was in the midst of suffering, Um, whether it was fleeing from Saul for like 10 years when he was hiding in caves or facing Goliath or running from his own son who was trying to kill him, um, or the pain that was Mm. caused by his own sin with Bathsheba Mm. or the loss of another child. David was not a poet unfamiliar with pain and suffering. And if you notice, there are like 17 personal pronouns, I think, in this psalm, which makes me wonder if that's one of the reasons that we just love it so much because it's deeply personal, Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, many cling to this passage when they are near death. And um, we often interpret the valley of the shadow of death in terms of actual Mm -hmm. or literal death. And certainly it has that application, but many scholars think that the shadow of death really refers to deep darkness or extreme Mm. danger, which can include the threat of death, but not Mm. necessarily. But regardless, we know from this passage of scripture, we know from Psalm 23, that whatever Mm. dark valley we walk Mm. through, whatever suffering we endure, we are under the care of the good shepherd.
1: Mm. But, friends, we, we can sometimes forget that we're living under the care of the Good mm-hmm. Shepherd. And our life begins to reflect more of um, what we see in a poem that I was sent earlier this week called Psalm 23 The Antithesis. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it for you, and it hits a little bit close to home. It says this The clock is my dictator, I shall not rest. It makes me lie down only when exhausted. It leads me into deep depression. It hounds my soul. It leads me in circles of frenzy for activity's sake. Even though I run frantically from task to task, I will never get it all done. For my ideal is with me. Deadlines and my need for approval, they drive me. They demand performance from me beyond the limits of my schedule. They anoint my head with migraines. My inbox, it overflows. Surely fatigue and time pressure shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the bonds of frustration forever. It's close to home at times.
0: (laughs) Sounds more like my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But friends, it doesn't have to be this way. There are three promises in Psalm 23. That if we cling to them, they will comfort us all the days of our lives. The first promise we see is that the good shepherd is present with his sheep no matter what they face. The second promise we see is that the good shepherd protects his sheep. And the third promise is the good shepherd provides for his sheep. So let's get started with that first promise. The good shepherd is present with his sheep. Look again at verse four with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for I'm a super smart sheep. If you know anything about sheep, not a thing. (laughs) I'm a self-reliant sheep. Again, not a thing for sheep. No, the answer is this, I will fear no evil for you are with me. He will fear no evil because his shepherd is with him. Now, friend, here, friends, here's an interesting fact. Did you know the valley of the shadow of death is a real valley? You look at a picture of it. As you can see, it is filled with jagged rocks and steep cliffs. So this all begs the question, why would the shepherd take the sheep through this valley? The simple answer? To get them to a better place. As the snow would melt in the spring, the shepherd would want to move the sheep to a higher plateau where the grass was growing, where there was a pasture. But the only way to get that to that higher plateau was through that dark valley. And friends, there are no mm-hmm. green pastures or restful waters in the valley. It is dark Unclear and uncertain. Friends, can't life be like that sometimes? But remember, the valley in verse 4 is part of the paths of righteousness in verse 3. Friends, sometimes God takes us through the valley, those dark, uncertain times, to transform us, to be more And more like his son and to get to that better place. When I was a much younger man, I was a philosophy major in college and I was surrounded by a bunch of friends who were getting ready to go get their doctorates and teach and they were wrestling with all kinds of questions about our faith. Kind of doing deconstruction before it became popular to say that that was something you were doing. And one of the questions that really challenged my faith, as it has many, was, where is God in suffering? Mm -hmm. It was not many years later that the shepherd led us into a very dark and uncertain valley. I spent most of that time, seven months, awake at night, not sleeping much, crying on the floor of our bedroom, crying out to God. It was a brutal, brutal season. But I got an answer to my question. Where is God in suffering? He was with me. There on our bedroom floor, I experienced his presence and comfort in a way I had never experienced before. Brothers and sisters, the Shepherd is with us in the valley. And we don't have to figure out how to make it through the valley alone. We just have to stay near our shepherd. He knows every step of the way, all the way, and he will get us through. But now friends, what if the actual valley that we are facing is actual physical death? Notice again what it says in verse 4. It does not say, even though I walk through the valley of death. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow Mm. of death. Friends, the good shepherd never asks us to walk through any valley. He has not already walked through himself. And because our good shepherd, Jesus, walked out of that tomb that Easter morning 2,000 years ago, and when doing so, conquered sin and death, Friends, death is just a shadow of its former self. Our good shepherd has taken the sting out of death. Like a bee that's had its stinger removed. So while we may face physical death, unless Jesus returns beforehand, come Lord Jesus. If we belong to the good shepherd, eternal life with him awaits but I need to add one more thing. Over the last year, as we year and a half, as we've gone through this pandemic, I've read many articles in the news about people dying alone mm. as a result of COVID. And every time I read it, it breaks my heart. I think about how lonely that would be. I think about how tragic that would be for their families and their loved ones. But there's something worth remembering. For a believer, again, death is just a shadow. And wherever there is a shadow, there is light. Amen. Friends, when a Christ follower faces death, they never face it alone. The good shepherd, Jesus, is with them. The good shepherd is always present with his sheep no matter what they face. Beautiful.
0: Something else we know about shadows. Hmm. (laughs) Not only is there light, but we know that shadows themselves can't hurt us. Hmm. So the shadow of a wolf can't bite. Hmm. A shadow of a sword can't draw blood. It just can't do that. Hmm. And the good shepherd protects his sheep even from death. Hmm. And that is why when we have that's why we have nothing to fear mm-hmm. in this life. <clears throat> and that is the second promise this morning. The good shepherd protects his sheep. As you said, uh, Paul, the good shepherd is with, or is present mm-hmm. with the sheep as mm-hmm. he leads them through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. But how does he get them to the other side safely? Mm-hmm. Notice the rod and the staff, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, says in verse four. The rod was a tool of protection. So it was kind of like a thick club the shepherd would use to protect the sheep to fight off predators. It could also be thrown, they actually practiced Mm -hmm. that and got pretty good at that. It could be thrown by the shepherd to ward off danger. But the staff was more tender. Mm. It had the curly end to it um, that the shepherd would use to rescue the sheep out of like a thick brush. Or if they fell over or got injured, he would use the staff to gently lift them up safely. Mm. And the staff was also used to guide and direct the sheep, either across open fields or along these rocky Mm. cliffs or rocky hillsides. And the psalmist is pointing out here for us that these tools of protection bring comfort Mm. to the sheep, although they're scary to the enemies. And it's the job of the shepherd to protect the sheep. So he never deploys the sheep out to defend for themselves. So he doesn't say like, now I send you out as sheep (laughs) in the midst of wolves, like go defend yourselves, right? And the sheep don't get together and conspire how to fight off the wolves, right? They're dumb animals, but they're not that dumb. (laughs) They just look for the shepherd, for they know that all they have to do is stay close to him and he will protect Mm. and defend them. Mm. I remember when we were in a um, court battle as foster parents, Um, we had hired an attorney for one of our former foster sons who Mm. was being returned to a really dangerous uh, situation And so we had kind of prepared our defense and worked with the attorney of what we were gonna say in court to protect this little boy. Mm -hmm. And then right before we entered the courtroom, um, you read Exodus Mm -hmm. 14, 14, do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it says, the Lord will fight for you. Mm -hmm. You need only be still. And we thought, you know, maybe we aren't going to need to say a word in this courtroom, maybe God is calling us to just sit back and be still and be quiet and let him go ahead of us and fight this battle. And sure enough, as we stood in the courtroom before the judge, all the attorneys began talking and everything started happening so fast, we never actually said a word. And then the judge granted the protection for our foster son that we had been hoping for. God's invitation in that moment was simply to be close to him. We didn't need to fight this battle because the battle in this case was his. Mm -hmm. It belonged to him. Mm -hmm. Then if you'll look with me at the next verse, uh, verse 5, it says this. Mm -hmm. You prepare a table Mm -hmm. before me in the presence of my enemies. And this is truly an amazing scene because the shepherd king here is now serving his sheep as guests Mm. right in the midst of the valley. Mm. So with enemies all around, I don't know if there were vultures or coyotes or snakes or whatever, but the shepherd is serving, sustaining, protecting the sheep Mm. right in the middle Mm. of their enemies. He's providing for their Mm. needs. And they're just enjoying themselves as they eat this meal. Mm. Think of how much trust (laughs) they must have had for their shepherd that they can eat and be at peace in the midst of Mm. their enemies, in the midst of danger. Mm. One of our kids doesn't sleep well Um, That might be an understatement. She's seven. I'm not sure she's ever slept through the night. Um, And she has to have everything perfect in her room before she goes to sleep. So like the closet doors have to be shut and the right amount of light shining through and the hallway and all this stuff. Anyways, we realize that she will never fall asleep if he is not home. So if he is out late for a meeting or meeting with someone or something like that, she will not fall asleep. And it's actually kind of cute because when he does come home and she hears the (laughs) front door close you can see her like peeking out of her room and once she lays eyes on him she'll just crawl back into bed Mm. and go to sleep Mm. it's like whatever anxiety or fear that she feels Mm. goes away just knowing okay my father is home my father is with me Mm. he's my protector so That means you can never die because she'll never sleep. Or take a vacation. Or take a vacation. You can't (laughs) go anywhere. Um, But I even read this week that in like modern day Israel where shepherds Mm. still exist, um, bombs can actually be going off and the sheep will just look up. They find their shepherd. Mm. And once they see that he is there, they just Mm. go right back to grazing, right back Mm. to eating. Isn't that fascinating? Amazing. So in the midst of the threats Mm. or enemies, they feast. Mm. And the psalmist David um, had a feast in the presence of his enemies. Mm. We see that in 2 Samuel 17 when his son Absalom was trying to kill him. And the point is, when we belong to the good shepherd, when we are his sheep, Mm. we have absolutely nothing to fear in any circumstance. Mm. When death is the worst thing that can happen to us Mm. in this life, and we don't even have to fear (laughs) that, then we really have... Mm. Nothing to fear.
1: Mm.
0: So whatever dark uh, valley you may be walking Mm. through at this time, whether it be battle with sin or shame or uh, illness, mental or physical Mm. or abuse, uh, maybe it's loss of some kind or unemployment or marital struggles, whatever it may be, whatever valley you are in, you can turn to the good shepherd and say to him, you are my shield, you are my defender, you are my rock, you are my refuge. I trust you to take up my cause. Mm -hmm. Psalm 91 says this, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom i trust mm. and then it goes on um, and closes with this because he loves me says the lord i will rescue him i will protect him for he acknowledges my name mm. he will call on me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him with long life i will satisfy him and show him my mm. salvation
1: mm. Beautiful. Finally, friends, the good shepherd provides for his sheep. Let's look at the second half of verse 5 and just read this. It says, My cup overflows. And friends, sheep don't like water. They drown really, really easy, (laughs) and they don't like to get their wool wet. Mm. So what the shepherd would do is to give them water. He'd scoop up water in a jar. And if he was a really good shepherd, he'd scoop it up to overflowing and allow the sheep to drink content contentedly and friends isn't that just like our god and how he is for us sometimes he meets our needs in ways we never anticipated and then you can't help but just worship him and oftentimes he provides for us by his spirit through his people our, fac- our family's actually going through a bit of a valley right now. And we've experienced his provision through some of you. Whether it be giving us a night away for prayer and rest or providing us a meal. We have experienced the provision of the Good Shepherd through you. I remember a few weeks ago, some of our dear friends brought us Chipotle for dinner And I didn't realize how much I experienced Jesus's provision and care for us through that gesture until I started crying. Honestly, I never thought pinto beans would make (laughs) me cry. But our shepherd meets our needs abundantly, even in the valley. So we can say with King David, my cup, it overflows let's finish by looking at verse 6, and it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness, the Good Shepherd will meet all of our needs. Mercy, his loving-kindness, his mercy will blot out all of my sins. And notice what David says, Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Friends, another way of saying that is is that God's goodness and mercy will pursue us. No matter what valley we are in. Even if it's a valley that we are in as a result of our own sin. The good shepherds, goodness and mercy is pursuing you. And listen closely, my fellow sheep. It is impossible for you to outrun God's love. It is impossible for you to outrun His goodness Mm -hmm. and mercy. And we'll end with the rest of verse 6. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm -hmm. Friends, our Good Shepherd has provided for your future. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that he becomes your good shepherd, you will live with him forever. Not even death can take that future he has provided for you. But do not miss the progression in verses four through six. We start as sheep, but then we become guests too. As he has seated us at a table that he's prepared for us before our enemies. And then we end here as family. Because only family dwells in the house of the Lord. Friends, you are the sons and daughters of God. The the good shepherd is present with you in every valley you face. And he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. The good shepherd, he will protect you. And he will provide for all of your needs. So friends, rest today. Be filled with joy no matter what valley you are facing. You are in the care of the good shepherd. Amen.